welcome you to Inside the Pages, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. This is Pastor Carl Henderson, and I am echoing the same thing as, as uh, Miranda Curtis, and that is nobody like you, Lord. There's nobody like you, Lord. There is no one like our Lord and Savior. No one. No one. There is no one. I don't think you can compare. You can think of anyone that is like our Lord. There's nobody. Exodus 15, 11 said, who's like unto thee, O Lord? Uh, the question has already been presented. Who's like you? There's no one like the Lord. Mighty God, bless your name, Jesus. Our Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Monday, well, no, not Monday. Actually, on this Thursday, we're going to have a man focus uh, at 6 p.m., this Thursday at 6 p.m., Men Focus it is a discussion group. It's an open forum, and you can join in. You can make comments. We'll acknowledge the comments and everything that, that occurs. But that's this Thursday at 6 p.m., 6 p.m. And, you know, we're going to be uh, having a good discussion about uh, some things. Uh, there was a question that was asked to me. So you'll have to tune in on Thursday to hear what that question was and what the answers might be. I'm sure it'll be of some interest to you. On Tuesdays, Bible study at 7 p.m. And on Saturdays at 11.30 p.m., you can find us on 99.5 FM or kkla.com, that is to their website and the radio broadcast streams through the website. And, and so you can find us there as well as more podcasts um, being played there from Cornerstone. We believe the Bible is the word of God. I, I am so excited by the Lord. You know, I, I'm excited because I, I'm thinking about what I want to do for him. And, and you ought to think about what you want to do for the Lord, too. You know, that's what puts some goal in us. That's what put drive in us. When, when we just sit around and we just think about what we want him to do for us without uh, reciprocating. You want to, you know, in any relationship, you look for that reciprocation. And so, uh, listen, we believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. You know, the Bible says, and they continued daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. Listen, I want to encourage you to uh, share the share this uh, broadcast with others. You ought to text somebody right now and send and tell them they need to listen in. We're gonna we're getting ready to talk about divine revelation. We're in the book of Genesis, and we'll be in the book of Genesis, uh, traveling through it. I'm telling you, as the Lord took us through the book of Ezekiel. You know, I, I remember when I was. Uh, I felt the unction to go into the book of Ezekiel, and I did not understand why at that time, but God had something planned out for us. And it was a life-changing experience. I had never, and I will never view God the same again. I learned and understood something in relationship to God more intimate, on an intimate level that I had never experienced before. And it hasn't stopped. And so uh, my, my mind and my heart is really stirred on what I learned about God and what he did for me in that study. I'm, it's, you know, ministers, men and women that 
say this minute, it's nothing. When I read the scripture, I see the ministers humbled by the word of God. They're, they're not boasting themselves to be anything because we're nothing. If God didn't save us, we would still be doing the same thing we were doing, whatever it was, still up to the same shenanigans that we was up to then, you know, as a, as a young person, then we become an old person with old shenanigans, you know, for those that are older. But, um, but God did something. He did something. And I mean, uh, you know, and I, that testimony has not left me and is going to be with me until because God changed my life in such a way. I mean, I've been in church, I've been involved in ministry, but there was something about what I learned in the study of Ezekiel. And we went into the book of Daniel afterwards and we see, you know, I'm always impressed with Daniel because the, uh, God testified, he, he gave testimony even of Daniel in the book of Ezekiel that if Daniel stood and was in the midst of the situation that they were in, he could only save himself. He couldn't say if he had daughters, a wife or anything, and God said this, he wouldn't even be able to save them. This is a uh, man, save yourself, save yourself. And you need to tell others, save yourself, all those that will listen. Now, I'm going to say this because I'm, I really want to impress this. It's one thing, you don't strive with a backslider. Uh, let the pastor deal with the backslider. You invite somebody, you tell a backslider, hey, you know, but, if, but other than that, you cut ties with them uh, because evil communication will corrupt good manners. And, and so you cut ties with the backslider uh, and only if led of the Holy Ghost. And before you do that, talk to the pastor. Because mm -hmm. your unction may not be what God is, it may not be of God. It might be just of a friendship of a certain nature. No, talk to the pastor. And, and so when I'm just giving you the time to turn to the book of Genesis, we're going to start here in the first verse. And as I said, I, I'm dealing with a lot of excitement right now. But we're going to we're going to get through this as much as we can. And, and I hope you're excited about the Lord as well. The, the Bible tells us the joy of the Lord is your strength. And sometimes there are days that you may, you may feel like you're in the valley of the shadow of death. Uh, that's what David said, though I walked through the valley of the shadow of death. So he wasn't always having a mountaintop experience. But when you have it, enjoy it. When you're in the valley of the shadow of death, uh, you're going to cry out unto the Lord there as well. But listen. Genesis, the first chapter, looking at the first verse, uh, the, this first verse, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your goodness and grace. Thank you for an opportunity to speak your word. Thank you for blessing uh, to live your word throughout this day. Lord God, thank you for uh, keeping our hearts and, and giving us a reasonable portion of health. We honor you, Lord God, uh, with our presence by being in the now, not being distracted by anything, not allowing anything else to uh, come in and take our attention away from you, Lord God, but we are giving you our undivided attention in this moment. And Lord God, so we pray and ask that you would bless, Lord God, your people. Lord God, those that are tuning in, those that will tune in later, Lord God, that you would bless them to hear and receive your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Genesis 1 and 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God created. These five words are some of the most important words you have and will ever hear. In the beginning, God created. It is this moment. It is the moment time began as we knew it prior to this. There was no time because there was no beginning of heaven and earth. 
It is also where God introduced his sovereignty. In the beginning, God created. Now, it's, uh, this is unequivocal. There's no doubt. There's nothing equal to it. Uh, there is a declaration being made in the beginning. God created. It doesn't give space for any other theology, any other philosophy, any other substance that people can think of, because it says in the beginning, God created. As you know, the word create means to cause something to happen, to bring it into existence. So in the beginning, what we know as a beginning, what we have as a bookmark, God made something to happen. God brought something else. I like to put that there. God brought something else into existence. So, well, Pastor, what do you mean he brought something else? Keep listening. The book of Genesis, I like Bible class because in Bible class, I get to make notes too. The book of Genesis is referred to as the book of beginnings. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> the book of beginnings. The point in time or space at which something starts. In the beginning, God created. God existed from eternity and from his eternal state gives this revelation that in the beginning he created something. Now, this is not his first creation. It is not his only creation. Hebrews 11 and three says through faith, we understand that the worlds, uh, and that could most of the time that's interpreted as meaning the universe. Uh, but understand, I'm I'm finite, just like just like you are. I have limited knowledge, just like you do. And so there are those that say it means the universe. Hebrews says, through faith we understand that the worlds, worlds, it's not singular, plural, the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do, uh, which do not uh, appear, or which do appear, excuse me. Things uh, seen are not made by things which do appear. So the things that you see are not creating, they're procreate, that's the purpose of man and women which is a subject matter of a uh, for later on now note things which are seen were not made of things which do appear so that what is seen was not made out of what is visible it was not made by things including uh, man and animals uh, you know there is the Darwin theory. Uh, there are other theories. You know, I was watching an episode of the X-Files. I just, I, I had the TV on in the background and it was on and they were talking about, uh, uh, she made a statement about men, uh, about human or humanity coming out of the water like a fish walking onto land. The book of Genesis urshes us into God's world. Let me back up a moment. Now, with all this time, all the history that there has been, no one has ever seen uh, evolution in effect. 
Now I'll go forward. The book of Genesis urges us into God's world. It urges us into his world and what we know as ours. This is, uh-huh. Genesis is the foundation. It is the superstructure. It's the superstructure where divine revelation rests, okay? Genesis is the structure. It's a superstructure where divine revelation rests. Now, the Gospel of John provides us with this insight. It says, in the beginning was the word. That you have to remember that and, and look at Revel and, and look at Genesis again. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Everything evolves with and by His Word. Everything. Everything is subject to his word, and I'm doing my best not to go ahead of myself. But his word, the same was in the beginning with God. What was in the beginning with God? His word. And all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. What? He's talking about his word. In him was life. His word has life. And the life was the, the life was the light of man. His word is the light. That's why David said, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And the light shineth. David had that revelation. The Bible tells us when we come to the light, walk in it. When we do what? Come to his word. When we come to an understanding about what is transpiring, uh, when we get that clarity, then we ought to walk in, on that path. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Colossians 1, 16 and 17 said, for by him, who? The word. By him, the word. By him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in the earth. How was those things that are in heaven and those things in the earth created? By his word. Whether they be thrones, thrones, there's, so there's multiple thrones. As we read, uh, just uh, came to, a, a, to the end of Revelation, uh, there's still the 22nd chapter of Revelation that we, but we've pretty much, we've come to the end of Revelation and we find that there are thrones uh, that are exist. So uh, it's not, there are many thrones. And whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him, who, the word, and for him, Okay. You're not going to, you don't separate God from his word and you don't separate his word from him. Mm -hmm. And he is before all things and by him, all things consist. Everything is established. How is it established? By his word. Now we have the name of Jesus and we know at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. But the Bible tells us in Psalms that his word is exalted higher above his name. Now, you need to understand that his, his name is going to be changed. We have the name of Jesus now for salvation. However, once the uh, word of God, which is fulfilling constantly right in our presence, right before us, we hear the word of God. And as the word of God is fulfilling that one day the trump of God is going to sound and the dead in Christ is going to rise first. And then we which are alive, those that remain will be caught up together, will we'll be changed in a moment, in twinkling of an eye, according to his word. We'll put on, we'll take on a glorified state, our body will. Your spirit 
is not going to change. Whatever spirit you are of, if you are not in the spirit in which he has called for the church to be in, then you're not going to be changed. And he said, be holy for I'm holy. Without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. So for those that say, well, I'm righteous, for those that say that, that I'm a good person, but if you're not holy, as the word of God has described what holiness is, and that is an intimate relationship with God and living. He said, if you love me, those that say, I love the Lord. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments, keep my, so you got to keep, you got to keep his word. David said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. When the possibility of me sinning against you come up, your word is, is I'm I am allowing your word to take precedent. I'm allowing your word to govern my actions instead of my emotions governing. See, our emotions, if our emotions govern us, we'll do things that it will offend God. We'll do things that are outside of his will. But when we govern our uh, emotions and our, our state of being by his word, then we present our body as a living sacrifice, which is holy and acceptable unto him. Colossians uh, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God created. Now, the Lord reminded Israel of this. Now, remember, Israel was constantly in, out, up, down, all around. And we're not trying to be like that. God made mention of this and brought it to our attention so that we will not act like them. You don't have to act like that. Please don't make excuses well, I'm only human. Yes, you are human. So am I. But it doesn't give us a ticket to sin. Thou are inexcusable. We're inexcusable. We know what's right to do. And therefore, we're going to press our way and do it. We're going to overcome what struggles. We're going to overcome whatever obstacles are in our way because we know that our soul salvation and relationship with God is more important than anything else that exists. Isaiah 45, five, beginning at the fifth verse, it says, I am the Lord and there is none else. There's no one else, I'm the Lord. There is no God beside me. I girded thee, though thou hast not known me that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me. God is claiming sovereignty here. I am the Lord and there is none else. I form the light and created darkness. I make peace. I create evil. It's something you need to get that. I make peace. I create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. The 12th verse says, I have made the earth and I created man upon it. I even my hand have stretched out the heavens and all their host have I commanded. 18th verse. For thus said the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it. He have established it. He created it, not in vain. So there's purpose. There's purpose. Your existence has purpose. Now, uh, we deal with the element. We were born in sin, shaping in iniquity. Uh, our parents were was sinners. Uh, whether they got saved later or not, uh, we dealt with the impact of our dysfunctional family from the time that Adam sinned. When Adam got out the will of God, and, and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slow it down because I don't want to go too far but there's dysfunction and God came to bring function back and remove the dysfunction. All right, let's go on. He formed it to be inhabited, the earth. So, you know, you, you hear uh, TV shows, the, the meteor that's gonna hit the planet, don't look up, you know, something I just watched recently and, and it's really something, if you haven't seen that, it's, it's something how this meteor is gonna hit the earth. And people were the political agenda was really uh, persuading people. Don't look up. Don't pay attention to what's going on, only to find out it was going to be a major catastrophe. And the same thing is, is happening today is that uh, not only uh, the 
uh, let's just say the evil agenda is to get you not to look up when you should look up and know that your salvation is 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 near so that you can embrace it so that you can take advantage of it before it is too late. And so the Bible says that, and, uh, that he formed it. He created it not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited and the meek shall inherit the earth. I am the Lord and there is none else. The 19th verse, I have not spoken in secret because we ain't hiding this. In a dark place of the earth, I said not unto the seed of Jacob, seek ye me in vain, I am the Lord. I, the Lord, speak righteousness. I declare things that are right. The psalmist, in thinking about the goodness of God and just loving him, this particular psalmist says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord, my God, thou art very great. Thou art clothed with honor and majesty who covers thyself with light as with a garment, who stretches out the heavens as a curtain, who layeth the beams of the chambers in the waters and maketh the clouds his chariots, who walketh upon the wings of the wind, who maketh his angels spirit, his ministers a flame of fire, who laid the foundations of the earth that it should not be removed forever. Now, there's not going to be a nuclear holocaust of any type that is going to destroy this planet. Uh, God is going to purge the planet. You have to go, go into the book of 1 Peter and 2 Peter to read that to understand the purification process that is going to occur uh, upon earth. Matter of fact, Joel speaks about it as well. You know, I was listening to the news today and I, I text the family uh, and told them that, you know, the, the U.S. Senate is talking about UFOs and they made this public knowledge to say that. But it's interesting because by the time you hear something on the news, unless you're seeing it directly, uh, you know, someone video recording it while it's happening, it's only the tip of the iceberg. There's so much more uh, that is being discussed. There's so much more that is being uh, prepared for it. And I've told this to the church before, and I'm going to tell it to you again right now, is that what they call UFOs, the Lord said they would be signs in the heavens above. And so there has always been signs and different things occurring. But I want you to understand there is a space force that the U.S. has created. I don't know what other countries have done. And that is in preparation for to fight. That is legitimate. Uh, we've been in the book of Revelation. And so about right now, it should be ringing a bell in your mind. Cornerstone right now, it should be bringing a thought of what has been mentioned and what they're going to be fighting against. Now, if you know what I'm talking about, then, you know, sit, give us the scripture. I'm looking for the scripture that talks about what they're preparing for. And so I'm going to go on. Well, while you have about a few minutes to look for that and to comment that over. This, the, this revelation is, a, is God's communication of truth to humanity. This truth leaves us without excuse. Prior to the book of Genesis, uh, man knew God. Now, even though the book is, is being revealed in a book form, uh, through, writ through writing, you got to understand writing is so important. That's why reading is important. Those of you that don't like to read, you need to learn to fall in love with reading because no one can take your knowledge away. Knowledge is something that uh, you, it, when your knowledge rise, you rise. But if your knowledge is limited, you're limited. Prior to the book, a man knew and understood God. They knew and understood God by the elements. So, the, you know, those those TV shows where you see people and, and I, I don't believe anybody was a, a of the caveman as they they might have lived in caves. The Bible talks about people living in caves. But as far as acting unintelligent and seeing something occur in the heavens and and acting like, you know, wild beast and who um, uh, who hoofing and carrying on like monkeys when they saw something, they understood what they saw. 
They understood what they saw. Adam was not unintelligent. He was not a caveman. So how did uh, uh, people come up with that theory that that you know that how unintelligent man use was? No, man was very intelligent. God created intelligence. All right. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. This is Psalms um, telling us this, being understood by the things that are made, even, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. They're without excuse. Before Genesis, before the book of Genesis, before the, the, the Holy Ghost, the, before the Spirit of God moved upon anyone, before this information was passed on to the author, men understood that there was sovereign God by looking at the elements, by experiencing the things that was occurring on the planet and with them. God knows how to get our attention. There's not an individual, no matter what state of mind that they might be in, but we might say, you know, the new term is mentally challenged. God knows how to deal with the mentally challenged. God knows how to deal with the child or, or adult, whatever age they are, that, that might seem like they are uh, that they are mentally, God knows how to deal with them. God deals with, uh, with us in our bodies. He deals with us in dreams. He deals with us. He knows how to get our attention. And just like, um, and I'm, I'm going to put it like this. They say that, that people that are, you, you look at somebody that, that seem to be mentally challenged, they, they know what a girlfriend is. They know what a boyfriend is. They know what a friend is. They learn all of this. Don't think that learning is limited. It's not limited because God is not limited. It's gone. Because that when they knew God, they uh, glorified him, not as God. Oh, that's Romans. I'm sorry. That's Romans 1, 20 and 21. Uh, that I'm reading from for those that are let's okay. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imagination. There's a lot of vanity going on. There's people walking around vain in their imagination, making up stuff, selling books, printing them on printing stuff on t-shirt, you know, selling it. Now the devil may not be able to stop the truth, but he will distort it to the best of his ability. But when light comes, we're to walk in it. The heavens declare the glory of God. Now, Psalms 19, 1 and 2. And the firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day, utter knowledge. Utter speech. And night unto night showeth knowledge. Seeing... Uh, we, we see intelligence at work here. In the beginning, God created. That's intelligence. It's thoughtfulness. It is designing. We see a design that is taking place. In the beginning, God created. And he created with purpose. That's what Isaiah said. I don't see that scripture from, from that spark of remembrance because... One thing that I stress at Cornerstone is you sit, you sit in service and you hear the word or you hear the word over the airways. Uh, there should be a remembrance of some uh, residue of what was talked about in your mind. This gives us a cosmological process to talk about. The cause of things. And that's what we're talking about. The cause of things. Who caused it? God caused it because in the beginning, God created. It gives us a teleological conversation. The maker of things. These are specific areas that that take time to 
uh, develop and to work with. So by no means are we going deep into anything right now, but there is a deeper depth. There is a wider side of it. There is a higher hype to it. Now, those that are wearing Apple watches and Androids and, you know, understand those watches did not make themselves. And I, duh, Pastor, we know that. I know you know. They didn't make themselves, but just like the, the watch did not make itself, neither did the earth. Now, they might say, and they have said, it was a big bang theory. Well, God knows his word knows how to give a big bang. It knows how to give a, a quiet whisper too. Still small voice, still powerful. He knows what to do. No, no, None of them that made that theory was there to see it. But one thing for sure is that here we are on this place that we call earth. In the beginning, God created the heavens. We look up into the heavens, which are multiple in nature. Paul said that when Paul was uh, uh, beaten down and, and uh, he lay there, I believe this is what, what was occurring. Uh, he said he, 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 he knew a man, he was speaking of himself, that was caught up into the third heavens. Uh, he was caught up in the third heaven. He saw things that was un, um, that he couldn't even talk about. It's not even it's not even legal for him to discuss it. And what he saw uh, was so great that uh, God gave him a thorn in the flesh, gave him an affliction to keep him humble. So anytime his flesh would try to rise up uh, to think that he knew more, that he was better, you know, whatever he challenges that he would occur, that he would have, God put something there to bring him back down to himself. And, and Paul prayed against it, Lord, remove it. And he prayed a few times. He prayed a few times, Lord, uh, you know, and I don't know what that prayer was and what he, what promises he may have made to God. You know, we, we have that tendency to make these promises and, and they're really in vain and we shouldn't do it. We shouldn't do it. We're struck. We're challenged already with with uh, fighting a good fight of faith. Uh, we're right now we're dealing with overcoming this world, that the, the things of this world, and I'm not. I'm talking about the things that we overcome, dealing with just finances, dealing with relationship, uh, dealing with family, and different things to to overcome right now, which is a different overcoming, which that will occur. Uh, for those that are, that get left behind, there's a different overcoming at that time, and, and so and and if you're a Gentile, uh, you've missed it. You've missed it because this is the dispensation of grace that we're in. And so all the years on this rock has uh, no one has seen a uh, seen any proof of evolution since it's been proclaimed. The process by which different kinds of living organism are thought to have developed and diversified from earlier forms during the history of the earth. And uh, some people believe in reincarnation. Listen, I am not coming back here as a dog, a flea or anything else or another person. That is not the word of God. Neither are you. When people use the word karma, the word karma refers to reincarnation that you may have did in your previous life, you, know, you was a good person or, you, you know, and so therefore you came back as a butterfly, you came back as something good, you know, got eaten by fraud. Now listen, you came back as something good. And then if you come that in your previous life, you, you was a terrible person. And so you came back as, uh, you know, a roach, you know, all of that kind of stuff. That's what karma refers to. The Bible does not talk about karma. It is not weak because then you're getting into reincarnation. No, we're not reincarnated. The Bible said that that when we live, leave, we go to give an account unto God. And for all the acts, whatever we've done within this body. You know, I was driving into, into the office and I was thinking about, and I was questioning myself, what do, what do a spirit, what do our spirit man really look like? I don't know. 
Now, I know what the word of God says. I, I was just having a moment. So just bear with me in my, my folly and my foolishness. I, I was just curious as to what does the, the spirit man look like? Because we're going, uh, that spirit man has an accountability. That spirit man is going to be revealed. Okay. Now, uh, Revelation 13 and 2 is not correct. So I'll just tell it to you because it sounded like you didn't hear what I said. They're, they're looking to fight against something. And you'll find this not only in Revelation, but you'll find it also in the book of Jude, because Jude said the Lord is coming back with 10,000s of his saints. Now that should ring a bell. And then in Revelation, it talks about the Lord returning and with him is a regiment of the saints and angels and that they will fight against him and he will slay them with the sword of his mouth. The sword representing the word. OK. So that's what the preparation of uh, Space Force and the right now they're. Uh, they're congressing them, talking about UFOs, and they're preparing. That is show represents a mindset that we're looking for an invasion to happen. It's nothing to, uh, I'm not talking about aliens. I'm talking about what the word of God says. And you might refer to a foreign being, and if God is foreign to you, then he is alien to you. He's alien to you because there's no relationship. You don't want to be alienated from God and use that word. But they're preparing humanity, understand spirits on this planet. Know that the Lord is coming back right now. We're talking about in the beginning, God created. God created. Mm -hmm. And so uh, these different kinds of living organisms are thought to be developed and diversified earlier. Listen, there's no reincarnation. You are not recycling life. You are not an aluminum can that is going to be melted down and, 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 and be some made something else. You're not a piece of plastic or anything or paper. You know, they take paper, put in large vats and they, and so you got recycled paper that could be used again. That is not you. You're not going to be recycled. You're going to be whomever and whatever you are, because the Bible said as a tree, as a tree falls, that's how it lays. But right now we're in the beginning. God created. There's purpose in his creation. There's purpose. So understand the book of Genesis is the beginning of his story. History. You can take the word history and say his story. The first verbal contract is seen here. The promise is seen here. There are conditions found here that people ignore. They ignore the conditions that God has established. Here we are in uh, 2022, May 17th. The word of God is still conditional. Many people like to claim uh, their blessings and everything, but that's conditional. Lord said, I'll make you the head, not the tail. I'll, I'll raise you up. But he also said, if you don't obey my word, and I'm paraphrasing this, you can go into the book of Deuteronomy and read it later for yourself. Right now, we're in the book of Genesis, but, but I'm making reference to Deuteronomy that the blessings of God are conditional. As you'll see, even with Adam, and I'm not going to go too far into that, his life, his the, the perfect environment, was conditional. Now, this is a key. Uh, a key is presented here, and I'm, I'm about to close out. There is a key presented to us in the book of Genesis, and I'm excited about it. I am so excited about when God just just pulls back the a little bit and let me see what look because it's mind blowing. It's just mind-blowing what God shows, and it's also humbling because you think about, Lord, you, you just show that to me, and I am just so unworthy. 
to see that. Thank you, but I am not, I don't know what to do with myself. And it sometimes it causes a lot of laughter because it's so awesome. Then there are other times that it caused the tears to flow. Because you know that he is blessing you with something that you may have read for years and years and years. And all of a sudden, God just pulls back the corner of, of the page. And, you know, you ever reading a, a book and you just kind of flip over to the next page just a little bit and, and maybe read the first line or a part of a paragraph and you see something there uh, that, that ties everything else together that you're reading. He pulled back the corner and, and showed something. And so there is a key to be presented here in the very beginning that we're going to be handing out. I'm going to be handing it out to you. And so you want to, uh, you want this key. You're going to want this. You're going to want this. And, and so I, I want to encourage you, please invite someone to, uh, because the, they're going to want it too. They're going to want it as well. And so uh, don't, uh, don't, uh, whew, thank you, Lord. Don't, don't make your friends spiritually jealous because you didn't share the information with them, but invite someone to, to join in and to listen as we go inside the pages. That's why the that's why this particular broadcast and our radio broadcast on KKLA.com and 99.5 FM is called Inside the Pages because that's what we are. We're inside the pages. We're in the word of God. And, and, and it's not about fame. It's not about fluff. It's not about... Um, uh, what, what do you call it? Preservatives or anything like that? No, 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 no. This is about what God has to say. And you know what God has to say? When you read the scripture, he doesn't hide anything. What God has to say, it it impacts you in such a way that it will convict your soul, no matter who you are, no matter how saved you think you are. The word of God will uh, do something to you and for you that uh, that is, as I said earlier, is life changing, is a life changing experience. And, and so there's no fluff here. There's nothing but being real. And, and so uh, with that being said, I just want to leave you with this scripture from the book of Jude. It says the servant of Jesus Christ and brother James to them that are sanctified. That's who we're talking to. And those that want to be sanctified. Those that want to be preserved in Jesus Christ. Those that want mercy and, and peace and love to be multiplied in their life. You want this. In the beginning, God created. In the beginning, God did what only God could do. In the beginning, he did it. No one else has done it since then. And no one else ever will. Mighty God. I want you to continue to, to pray for me as I am praying for you. And, you know, as I said, tune in as we go into that area in the book of, of Genesis on next week. We'll be back on a Sunday morning. Or, no, no, no. Excuse me. On Thursday at 6 p.m. On Thursday at 6 p.m., the men focus. Let, let me, let me, I'm gonna step back from the mic and say this. Man focus. All right. Man, you need to focus. And so it's not limited to men, but we're gonna be having a conversation that really impacts our brothers. And if you have a son that you're raising, you could be a single parent. It's, it's going to impact them. So it's not limited to just the men, but we want the men to be really focused because there is a responsibility that all men have that only a man can a man can do, just like there are some things that only a woman can do. Some things only a woman can do, and therefore we honor uh, the queens uh, that exist, you know, the, the princesses, uh, you know, and so 
And so we want to, that's at 6 p.m. on Thursday, and uh, share that with someone. And, and the Lord say the same, we'll be back on Sunday uh, to hear uh, what the Lord has to say on that day. God bless you. If you're looking for a church home, I want to encourage you to stop by here at 524 East Pasadena Street. Look for Cornerstone and service at 9 a.m. on Sundays. And, you know, continue to, uh, if you're not in the area, find a church of truth and power near you. Pray, ask God to bless you, to be led. And as I always tell, and I tell the saints at Cornerstone, ask questions. What you don't understand, ask. What you think you understand, and you want to clarify, ask, ask. I appreciate when people ask, and listen, you ought to be able to ask the pastor, the minister, the elders, ask them questions about the word of God. Let me tell you, it helps them grow as well. I'm going to give you this announcement before I end this. The month of October is fastly approaching. The second week of October, and that Thursday and Friday, we will be in our ministerial council where the Word of God is going to be uh, uh, seminars and exhortations as well as licensing of deacons and ministers. And so I want to invite you, stay tuned, and if you can, I'm going to have that posted on our website so that you can see that, and I'll provide more information later. Until then, God bless you.